Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. All right, I'm back up in the mix with my temporary hardware. Again, I'm borrowing my Endeavors microphone because for some reason, I don't know anybody who out there that may be an Apple user. I'm talking computers, folks, computers. So I I bought this MacBook Air, the M2, because it was on discount. Just dropped cash on it like it wasn't nothing, you know, but, and I'm reasonably satisfied with it. Performance is good and internet performance is good. And I've been able to do most of my daily driving with it until I can get my desk. I'm waiting for my desk. My desk is in storage. The plan is to get that tomorrow. Once I get my desk, I'll be able to set up my beast mode work computer. And then I'll be able to do the podcast like normal. In addition, by the way, that's a side note, update Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, by the way. We will be going back on our YouTube once I get my desk set up, and that'll give me some time, but, you know, we're not recording again till Tuesday, so I got some time over the weekend. Get my desk set up, get my PC set up, then I have, I have to get the studio. So the studio is shared with my Endeavor workstation and that's going to be a little bit tricky because obviously phone calls are going to come in and all that see currently that's not as much of an issue or previously wasn't as much of an issue but the place i'm at is half the size of where i was before that has pros and cons number one it forces me to be a little bit more studious about where i put stuff but number two the bad part is i can't i won't have a separate room for my podcast stuff yet the plan is for right now just kind of get set up get settled clean stuff up, consolidate, get rid of the storage, you know, sort everything out and then decide what I'm going to do. I actually am considering purchasing something because the place I'm at, it's not terrible, but it's not going to work for me long term, brother. So things are in flux. But my my announcement there was simply I will be going back on YouTube once I get my desk in, once I get my computer set up, once I get the studio decorations all in place, I will be going back on YouTube on a weekly basis. This is in addition to triad video updates because I've been on pause on those. All of that's coming back. So bear with me. Hopefully by Tuesday, you're going to see that we're back on full throttle. 
you definitely will be back on full audio as before because at that point I'll have all my audio treatments and everything. Right now, it probably sounds okay, but nowhere near as good as it normally does. That's because although it's the same type of microphone, I have all sorts of extra equipment that I don't want to set up on my borrowed desk here. So all that's coming. Meanwhile, we have a lot to talk about in cryptocurrency, and I'm going to jump straight into what we got on deck here. Let's just go to coindesk.com, take a look at what's going on. There's a number of things I'm going to be targeting today, and I will be talking about an underdog token because I think it's important. First, let's look at some price movement because I think it's important as well. We're up a little bit. If you look at Ethereum, zoom out to the month chart, we are up a little bit. However, the month chart shows red, no green whatsoever. Usually, not always, usually means that we're on our way back down. What can this mean? Well, there are some temporary pumps that are happening right now. Ethereum at a low of 1606 and a high of 1643. If I go over to Bitcoin then, Bitcoin's a low of 26152, high of 26824. Not significant shifts and again, appears to be on the way back down. Still an opportunity to take profit if you are so inclined. Here's what happened. We had a little bit of a run-up and the run-up was just, it wasn't, there wasn't anything to it. It just was, okay, let's go ahead and, and take some jumps and buy in and, and get a little bit of pump up. But FTX recently got approval to sell. So this is the $3.4 billion. Initially, it was estimated around $3.8 billion. It turns out it's about $3.4 billion where they wanted to sell part of it and they got court approval to do that. This is what then caused some of the red that I see. So it didn't immediately cause like a crash out or anything. I think what's happening is it's the whole buy the rumor, sell the news, except that in this case, people think still <laughs> that there's going to be a dump out. And so there, it's like a, tra it's, I don't want to say trap. That's not fair. But people are kind of getting in before it gets good. Because if and when this goes through, if they do a major side dump, there's an expectation that like Solana and certain others are going to go down. And I think people are just stocking more now. You might think that's counterintuitive. I don't because it could be, it could be that it creates a bullish sentiment that FTX is getting completely out of it. Uh-huh, right? It, because they're out of the way and they're no longer at a point where they could influence it further might cause a bullish sentiment. Because I said on the past episode, CryptoTalkRadio.net, I said that we still had some other money floating around that we hadn't resolved. We still had decisions not yet made. We still had settlements not yet completed. We have all these things in the air. And I think the uncertainty was causing some bearish sentiment where finally getting a decision here might have caused a little bit of bullish sentiment for a change. The other part of this was the whole SEC and Gary Gensler and the fact that it did not seem as though he was going to be able to win. It didn't seem he was going to succeed in his mission against cryptocurrency. And it looked like, and it still kind of does, but it looked like things were going to lean towards cryptocurrency going on a positive run. We also have people in the political space in the presidential races who have spoken out positively about certain cryptocurrencies. Some of the criticism was that mostly they're talking about Bitcoin and not the other ones. I actually consider that bullish. Here's why. I know that there's you know, people generally want all the cryptocurrency to be supported. But let's be honest here. We got 1.8 million cryptos out there, the vast majority of which are crap. Let's be honest here. 
we still are back with the mainstays. I don't think in a world where we have so many cryptocurrencies that we should support all of them. I actually don't think we should support the vast majority of them. I don't think that we should ban any of them, but I do think that the central ones should gain largely widespread support. And I would like smart regulation around the secondary ones. So the so-called meme coins, I'd love to have smart regulation around them. I'd love to have a world where we can get rid of some of the garbage ones that are out there because I can almost guarantee you, you can probably count the amount of legitimate cryptocurrencies with 10 people in a room using just their fingers. You probably, it's probably that simple. There's probably not a lot of legitimacy in cryptocurrency, which is the reason SEC is on their mission as it is. And so I would love to see some smart regulation to get rid of the vast majority of them. Will it happen? Likely not. In other news, Bitcoin.us, head of legal and chief risk officer, is taking off. This is off the heels of the CEO, his name is Brian Schroeder, by the way, taking off and then cutting a bunch of staff. Now, again, this is Binance.us, not Binance.com. Be clear, Binance.us is a different organization, totally different independent organization. So this would be three C-level executives leaving in a very short period of time. They had a couple of people leave separate from this, and then they cut about a third of the workforce. This is causing some some shifts and rumors. Okay, is Binance.us going to shut down? I don't think so. I believe what's going to happen with Binance.us is that they're going to start winding down some part of the business, and eventually they're going to end up turning into a, a ghetto version of Robinhood. Robinhood, you can't really trade much of anything. That's where it's at. It's just a ghetto you know, exchange that I don't think very much of. I think that's what they're going to turn into. I think they're just going to have lesser things that they can trade, no, not very much popularity, hardly anybody using it. And we're going to see a lot of these others, upstarts, come around and set it up. And pretty much anybody can set up an exchange. It just takes the capital to do it. It's You can white glove it. You know, you can, If you have million, millions and millions of dollars, you can set up an exchange. It's not that hard. Then are you going to fly under the radar of the SEC? Like Kraken where they had to bow down and say, okay, fine, we'll do what you want. But Kraken's been reasonably successful and quiet off in the corner. Whereas Binance.us has all sorts of smoke in their face. So who knows what's going to happen when that all resolves. Speaking of exchanges, Genesis has finally stopped all the crypto trading services that it was doing. Genesis was right there in the middle of the whole Three Arrows Capital and the FTX. They have finally shut down all trading. Before, they were going to just shut down the United States stuff. They eventually expanded it, said, you know what? Everything's just going to shut down. We're going to start winding down operations, stop offering our spot trading, stop, stop offering derivatives, stop offering margins. You know, there's just not, it's just not financially feasible. Now, <laughs> there's a bit of conspiracy around this, right? So this, Genesis, is owned by a group who also owns Coindesk and owns many others, different sub-organizations. And so this is kind of an implosion of these conglomerates sitting off in the corner doing these things. I simply mention it because you might be somebody listening who was in Genesis at a point, and it may behoove you if you have not, to make sure you get all your assets out of it if they have not already uh, gotten them out of there. The other piece, of, I don't want to call it news, but it's something I'll just mention because it came on the radar. The SEC started going after another, uh, excuse me, NFT project. This one's called Stoned Cat. Sorry, Stoner Cat. I had to do that. 
Stoner Cat. They're calling Stoner Cat unregistered securities. And they're going to have to come up with a million dollars. It was a settlement. The Stoner Cat creators did a settlement for $1 million as a fine. Destroy all remaining NFTs. This caused a run-up, caused a major run on these NFTs due to rarity because, you know, if you get it, it becomes extremely scarce if you destroy all remaining assets, right? So, they, uh, they wouldn't be sold anymore. But if you got your hands on one, then you might be able to get it off scarcity and then trade it off something on a scarce. Now, this deal, I don't remember what the, I didn't, you know, I don't follow NFTs, but I know that it was, it was just a couple of bucks, this thing. Was, it wasn't worth much, hardly at all. And so when this SEC business came around, it started skyrocketing. I think it went as high as, I want to say like 100 bucks or something. It went, for a couple of the trades, it went pretty damn high. So there's going to be a plan for civil penalties, a plan for reimbursements for those that got cheated or believed to be cheated. So this is a whole big thing right now. It didn't cause a shift in the prices of cryptocurrency. Fortunately, what it did do, though, is, again, it turns it into a scarcity. It turns it to a scarce asset where they can, um, the theory, anyway, was this scarce asset is an unregistered security. I can't say whether it is or isn't. I'm just sharing it in case you were in this particular NFT project because I damn sure was not. I'll cover now one more, it's not news, but one more piece of FYI. Shibarium. Shibarium has been silent for the past about week-ish. There hasn't been very much movement. As I told people, there would not be. I told people this is going to be a long-term thing. I told people you're going to have to be patient if you want to see anything significant. I told people that, you know, get, keep your hopium in, in check, control it, because you're not going to see anything significant for a while. This is going to take some time. Some people came out and they are now calling the entire ecosystem a scam. Claims that Shitoshi had dumped off bone. Claims that the burns are not legit and the numbers quoted are not accurate or not there. Claims that Leash is worthless. Claims that Shitoshi was only caring about shilling his cologne-scented book. Here's my statement and I stick to it. I can tell you that the ecosystem is not a scam because if it were, it wouldn't be listed on every single exchange. But I've been saying, pretty much every time I've covered Shiv, the ecosystem, it's it's almost an act of frustration to do so because I already knew. We're not dealing with scammers. We're dealing with incompetent people. We're dealing with arrogance. We're dealing with ego. We're dealing with people that they just think their shit doesn't stink, right? And so they do things, as all cryptocurrencies do. They, they all do it. Paratoken did it. Terrarium did it. Lillian did it. Satama did it. Shinja did it. Impact did it. OCCT, they all do the same thing. They get a big head. Like you can't, all of these that fail, you can't count on them to keep the project afloat because ego gets in the way and they make silly, stupid mistakes. Every last one of them does. Shiv has the advantage of just having a crap ton of money in it and some very loyal whales. Let's be honest though, that's all it has. Shibarium is a thing. Nobody's using it right now. And I would argue that the staking isn't really worth it right now. I actually have toyed with the staking myself. I don't consider it worth it. So if I, and the amount I put in there is way more than the regular trader would put in. Let's put it that way. And I don't think it ever got to one bone. And I left it in there quite a while. 
So it's not worth it. That's because there's not enough volume. There's not enough traffic. There's not enough people doing anything with it. So as a result, you now can't even bank on the one incentive that you could before. The idea that, hey, you stake your bone, you'll make even more bone and just wait for the bull run. Do, 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 cannot even be banked on. And so I did unstake it because there was no value in leaving it there. So it's all in the wallet. It's fine in the wallet. I'm sharing only that Shibarian's going to take some time. I knew that. And that's why I, I staked up and got to a position and just waited there. I was tempted to buy off the dip, but I had other purchases and I decided to prioritize the purchases. I don't need any more. It'd be nice to do it. But I also felt, let's just back off. Let's see. Let's give them a chance to prove something out. Let's get some momentum. I don't mind because the price is way low at this point. I don't mind if it goes a little bit lower. Now, if it goes to 50 cents, I'm probably going to have to buy into the damn thing. But for right now, I'm cool, settled state on what this is doing. And I'm not going to be too much miffed or worried about it long term. Let's go ahead and talk to my talk about my underdog token. And I'm going to caveat two things up front. Number one, they rely on telescan, which already gives me a negative sentiment about it. Number two, some of the stuff they quote on their site is absolute crap. As far as I, I did some research. The numbers don't make sense. The quotes don't make sense. The projects don't make sense. They don't exist. Unfortunately, it looks like you have to go to Telescan to try to validate some of this garbage, and I'm not going to do that. So, this project is called Launchpad.xyz. That's the website address, Launchpad.xyz. I do encourage you to take a look at it. It is being traded on Ethereum and Binance. It's currently in a pre-sale, and that should raise some red flags. The pre-sale is the reason I wanted to talk about it now because they already have screwed up a little bit and I felt like I wanted to at least talk about it and it's going to sound like I'm crapping on it and in some regards I am crapping on it but I wanted to share it and expose it and get some awareness out about this. Once again that site is launchpad.xyz and I do encourage you to take a look and the whole summary story about this project is an idea that they can create something that will predict the next project that's going to go on a run and make you some money. So it's it's not really a bot in the sense that it's, although bots have predictive measures to them, this is that's all it's trying to do. Whereas in the other bots, they also do the trades for you and they'll do the sales and even alerting. This is basically just the alerting of something that looks like it's going to go to the moon. Doop, doop, doop. Currently in a pre-sale, they're trying to raise a certain, it's it's clear they're trying to raise a certain amount of money. This had, this tanked Ascent Protocol too. So I don't like when they do this, but they're kind of in a crowdfunding phase, like OpenStream World, where they reset the clock and they're just resetting the clock and resetting the clock. They stated they were trying to get this live in the third quarter. Third quarter ends at the end of September. They don't have a specific date of launch. So I can't guarantee, number one, that it's legit, and I certainly can't guarantee that it's actually going to even launch. So you hear me say these things. My coverage is not to praise them. My coverage is to create awareness to the problems that I see out here. Number one, you got all these things that you're trying to do to tell people these are going to go to the moon, doop, 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 and they give some examples. One example they called out says Elon 2.0. They claimed that there was a amount that they invested in it and they got a return $29,000. So they put 1000 in there and they got $29,000 for a 29X. If you put 1000 in there for a 29X profit, that means we can easily tell 
what your starting price had to have been in order to have ended up in that point. However, I can't find a project by the name of Elon 2.0 exactly by this name. They don't give a contract address. They don't give anything else. So then it says, okay, the price today is 19.12 and 69 cents with a market cap of 230 billion dollars. There is no such token Elon 2.0 that I can find with a market cap that large nor with a price that quoted despite my every effort to find it. I don't see it. So this one is fake and phony. Echoes said that it hit a 10x off of $1000 investment says that its market cap is $6 billion. I see no such project by the set of name or by that market cap or with a price of $89. And I guarantee you, with a token name of Echoes, is it possible that there's such a token out there? Sure, I don't find one. Third one is WaggyBot. Claim that it made 11x profit off a $1,000 investment. Claims it's a market cap of $11 billion and a current price of $0.08. Cents. Now, the price is more reasonable now. However, I look at the market cap $11 billion and I'm highly skeptical and the graph they show only shows just shy of $0.05. Cents. Okay, so already I'm skeptical because their site is quoting these projects that allegedly were good wins that simply don't exist. Then they have a ticker along the top and they call out Baby Doge 2.0. They call out uh, uh, Harry, that was another one that's a meme. Pepe V2, that's another one that's a meme. These are ones that in some cases happened in the past. In some cases, the numbers just don't add up. Everything on here, it doesn't even scream scam. It screams like just false advertising, straight up false advertising, from what I can tell. Then there's a bonus structure for the pre-sale. So you buy in at a certain time, you get a bonus, and that bonus ticks down for each interval. So initially it was like 20%, and then it was 19, 18, currently 17 then they say the amount of money, so this is fiat equivalent, that you invest puts you at a certain level that entitles you to telescam access. Of course, telescam is free. A weekly email, of course, email is free. And then a token allocation. So the token allocation, of course, is the tokens that you are purchasing on the pre-sale. So I don't consider that any kind of benefit above and beyond. You go to the $200 in US or above, and all of a sudden, it says you get an NFT pass card drop and one minimum LPQ. So this is one of these predictive deals, validated trade per week, which, of course, forces you to telescam. Going higher then gives you things like, you know, there's two trades, there's five trades, there's. And then if you here's here's the thing, anybody, you know, if you want to jump in on this, by all means, you know, if you give twenty five thousand dollars usd to these guys in addition to the stuff from before you get special investor updates of course that's telescam unlimited access on our launch that's telescam exclusive private community that's telescam vip ama with the founder which every other project gives for free exclusive alpha only insight and don't define what the hell that means so you get all that amazing, non-amazing stuff in their telescam for $25,000 on a pre-sale that doesn't seem to want to end. That's what they're doing. The reason that I'm so disappointed in this, they have real people behind the project. They have a real CEO with a face and a LinkedIn. They have a real COO with a face and a LinkedIn. They have a real CDO. I don't know what that means, but CDO with a face and a LinkedIn. 
a real CTO with a face and a LinkedIn. Now it's possible that just that they picked and chose a bunch of random people. I didn't go to LinkedIn because LinkedIn added some garbage puzzle for security, quote unquote, and I am not solving a damn puzzle just to view something and read only. Screw you, LinkedIn. But my point is, it's possible that the, the you know the people behind the project are not the people depicted on the site. And I say that because the site and the criteria and everything that you allegedly get is so poorly done. I'd be shocked if these are the real people behind the project. Might be, but I'd be shocked if it was. So, launchpad.xyz is the name of the project. I do encourage you to take a look at it, whether you want to just laugh at it or you think there's something there. I actually think very highly of their white paper. For example, it's a very decently built white paper. It tells a decent level of the problem, why they're doing it, what they're trying to do. How, what the outcome you expect to get, kind of the things they're working on, NFTs, they describe them very well, I think. So I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with the content. I have a problem with what they're saying they provide and the way they're doing the pre-sale and their pricing tiers. It's, it's like, you know, you got this product that seems good on the surface. It reminds me very closely of OpenStream World, actually. A product that seems good from everything that you're showing, but I can't know that I can trust it or not. And because of that, it's not something I would ever advocate or recommend to anybody listening to my show is all. Launchpad.xyz. Do, though, take a look if you'd like to, because maybe it's something that tickles your fancy. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of smart, strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.